Just a note, Interrupting Grace, Living the Way of Love at Redeemer will feature some of our favorite previous episodes through the summer and will return with a new episode on September 3rd. And God made me aware right then of two things. That she needed to talk about dying. And I needed to be still and listen. This is Interrupting Grace, a podcast from the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I'm Annie Stevens Gleason. Yes, yes, I am Gail Sheldon. Gail is one of the many lay Eucharistic visitors at Redeemer. In the Episcopal Church, a Eucharistic visitor is a lay person authorized to take the consecrated elements in a timely manner following a celebration of Holy Eucharist to members of the congregation who, by reason of illness or infirmity, were unable to be present at the celebration. And first, I want to say I would really rather be describing someone other than myself, (laughs) but I grew up in Indiana, first in Bloomington, where my father was a professor at Indiana University, and then in Indianapolis. I have a bachelor's in education and have done considerable graduate work toward a master's of divinity. I taught school for five years, including a year that was a life-changing experience for me, teaching children who exist in poverty in the inner city. And since I have a heart for people who are struggling in life, my work as director of development for nonprofits for 12 years was very, very fulfilling. And as well, I was also a trustee on 13 community boards. And their missions, all of them, uh, served the very group that I care so passionately about. Now, I had a good and loving relationship in my long marriage with Hank. He was a man of great faith. Our two children have their own children now. So I am a grandmother to five children. And at present, I serve as a funding consultant for nonprofits. I am an avid exerciser. And I am so fortunate to be able to spend time with my family and my friends. I met Hank, oddly enough, only on the only blind date that I ever had. Oh, wow. I, I was very reluctant to go and people were begging me. <laughs> I, was, I was resisting it and oh my goodness. And I think he was too. And when we met, that, that was it. Hank was in law school at the University of Cincinnati and that ultimately brought them here. We married when he was here in law school at the University of Cincinnati. And we loved this city so much, and people were so good to us. So we ended up staying here. That's great. Oh, yeah. And and it's just been been such, such a good thing. So many wonderful friends and opportunities. In looking for a church home, they found Redeemer. Well, well, Hank and I... um, we're looking for a church home, an Episcopal church home, specifically. And so we first came to Redeemer as a young couple with our two-year-old son, Trey. 
And um, and we'd been to a number of other churches. But uh, when we came to Redeemer, we found exactly what we wanted at Redeemer. It, it just, it felt just right for both of us. And uh, it has been so closely aligned with our lives since those early days. Uh, Susanna, our daughter, was baptized there. And Susanna and Trey were both in youth group and they were acolytes and Hank was a lector. Trey was married there. And Hank's last rites were there. And um, it has been, and I know it was for Hank before, and it has been for me a sanctuary in a rock. It just has, has been a beautiful thing. And that's been through difficult times and joyful times. Um, so much, so much part of my life. As a member of Redeemer, Gail began to be more involved. Well, um, in the past, I, uh, I participated in some of the administrative aspects of Redeemer, you know, committees and boards and things like that. But I really found pretty early on that I'm, what I'm drawn to is the liturgical. And um, at the time that I became a lector, and then a lay reader, a member of the clergy had to ask uh, a member to take those roles. One couldn't just volunteer. Well, I guess they could, but I, that was the way it was. So, Jim Manissian asked me to be a lector, and then Andrew Jurgens asked that I become a lay reader. And, um, and then later, after, after Hank's death, um, Charlie Brumbaugh asked me to become a lay Eucharistic visitor. And uh, I am presently a lay reader and lay Eucharistic visitor. And these two ministries have just given me a wonderful opportunity to serve God and his people. Lay Eucharistic visitors, at least within the context of Sunday morning worship, are quiet ministers ministering one-on-one to those in the hospital or those who may be at home? Annie, I, I really didn't know much about it. I mean, I, I knew that people went out, and I thought that it was a wonderful thing. But I didn't know a great deal about it, and I never did talk with anyone about doing that. But Charlie and Hank really became friends. Hank was older than Charlie, and when Hank was ill... Um, Charlie was at the hospital a lot visiting and they became friends and um, after Hank's death in 2004 that's how long ago it's been Charlie asked me then to become a lay Eucharistic visitor and I then learned more about it I I knew sort of what they did right I think so so much of it is experiencing it and then how that influences you and then sharing that in some way. Oh, oh, exactly. Yes, it's just been, really, Annie, it's just been a gift for me. And I, I know that it's one of those things in life where I have received more from my visits really than I have given. I mean, I think I have given of myself in that, but it's 
been so rewarding, and I I thank God, and I literally do in my prayers right. for the privilege. I you know it's a privilege to minister to people, and I and I really do feel when I go to see them, I feel that I am redeemer the church. Um, when I go to visit and uh, take communion with them and pray. While our current context of COVID is not conducive to ministers visiting, the stories shared are ones of blessing that we can hold dear. I have had the feeling many times, I've, I've done this for quite a while, but I feel the presence of God when I am with people. And I think that they do, too. I've talked with some of them about that. There have been many beautiful experiences that I've treasured over the years as a lay Eucharistic visitor. But my very first year that I was a lay Eucharistic visitor, um, Charlie asked me to visit a woman at Christ Hospital. And it was the very place where Hank had died earlier that year. And so the first few months after his death, any time I went to Christ Hospital, I literally trembled with emotion. So I was very concerned about how I would deal with the visit. Um, but I knew that I needed to be there, that I needed to accept that, and that, and that I, I was called to be there with this dear woman who was very clearly in her last days. And as I sat beside her bed, um, she reached for my hand. And I remember gently placing my hand on hers. And, oh, goodness, I get teary thinking about this. And God made me aware right then of two things. That she needed to talk about dying. And I needed to be still. And listen. And my own grief, I remember, went to the back of my mind. I I wasn't feeling that as I listened to her. And I stayed with her as long as she needed to talk until she became very, very tired and uh, needed to stop. She wanted to stop talking. And she died a few days later having given me the gift, and it is a gift, of learning just to be still and listen to people. Thank you to Gail for sharing her story here. And from my guest room in Cincinnati, Ohio, the Queen of the Midwest, this is Interrupting Grace, a podcast from the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer. And how are you the Interrupting Grace?